Hello, uh, my name is Alex Watson, and this is going to be episode one of two of the podcasts that I'll be making this semester. Um, This podcast is going to be a pretty uh, laid back, very minimal editing kind of format, where I'm just going to be discussing um, an album that has come out recently, which is Nurture by Porter Robinson. Um, I'm just going to be discussing my thoughts on the album, what I thought of it personally, all of that stuff kind of just gushing about it so if that interests you hopefully you'll enjoy this um so just a little bit of background porter robinson is an american artist they kind of dabble in a lot of kind of edm dance pop uh very kind of like strong sounding music i guess strong isn't a good word because they kind of found a balance between the the pop the hard synths and especially on this album, which I'll discuss in a bit, um, there's even like a, a there's a softer side that's shown. There's parts of this in the previous album, which uh, was released seven years ago, actually. Uh, so there's quite a bit of gap between these projects um, called Worlds, though. Uh, Worlds is an album that really, really stuck with me, especially during high school. Um, songs like Sad Machine... Um, Goodbye to a World, Flickr. These songs were pretty much on repeat for me throughout high school. Um, I'm kind of a nerdy kid. Uh, I was at the time as well. Um, And Porter Robinson also comes from that place of uh, like kind of people of this generation where they kind of grow up kind of like watching anime, playing video games. And that kind of influences the kind of art and things that we're interested in and you can tell that there's definitely a strong influence of that here and you can tell on the new album as well but it's much more refined I feel like um which is of course going to be happening with uh the passage of time so going into this new album it released I think it was on the 23rd of April of this year which if you're listening to it not in 2021 it was 2021 um so I have a passage actually from uh, Porter Robinson. This was in the lyric book because I happen to own the album because I love it so much. Um, so nurture is about the things in your life you can change. There's little we can do about our nature because that's what's given to us. So we have to turn our focus to the things we can affect. For me, it was the decision to confront the anxiety, uncertainty, and the fear of failure and charge on in pursuit of writing meaningful music, even when it seemed impossible. I think the best thing that we can do is try to find something that gives us a strong sense of meaning and to pursue it relentlessly. There was and is a strong temptation to succumb to despair, irony, and nihilism, because it's not hard to find suffering in our world, especially when it's incessantly served to you. But there's also so much beauty, hope, and joy out there if you seek it out. My wish is that when people listen to Nurture, they'll be reminded that life is worthwhile, that there's a purpose in your existence, and that you can meaningfully change its things for the better. Only you have your memories, your relationships, and your talents. All of those things are worth cherishing and preserving. I'm so deeply grateful to the people who continued to care about me while I was struggling. The assurance that you would still listen, even if I disappeared for years, there was a source of motivation. You, the people who listen to my music, are among these kindest people that I've ever met, and I feel such a gratitude for it. I really hope that this album is helpful and brings you joy. I'm so happy I didn't give up, and I hope you didn't either. So, 
that was a really powerful passage for me reading that, especially um, after I think I got the album after I'd listened to the album like like three times through already. Um, and it totally made me perceive it in just like another extra layer of it. Um, I thought it was called uh, Nurture, kind of as a play on nature. Um, the album cover shows Porter kind of laying like face first in like a bed of like tall grass and flowers. Um, and a lot of the imagery used in the music videos and things like that had a lot of nature scenes. So I kind of thought it was just like a play on words. Um, and reading that passage, it really put it into context for me. And a lot of the songs started really clicking in a way that they almost didn't, even though I they had already won me over. Um, the the concept of nurture versus nature and that nurture is the things like about us that aren't implicit in our being and things that we can actually change about ourselves versus nature, which is things we can't really control. Um, so I found that really powerful and it really set context for the album for me. So if I can get into talking about the songs now, um, the album itself starts out with an instrumental uh, intro called Lifelike. It's really beautiful. It really just kind of sets the scene for this kind of album. It's kind of like light on the synths. And then all of a sudden it kind of gets this very like jovial, folksy almost kind of instrumental thing going on. It totally shook me because I had heard a few of the singles uh, going into it and I had them on replay for a while. This album had a really long rollout, um, but there was still like a, a lot of surprises on this album, which I really appreciated. I feel like nowadays a lot of albums, the rollout can be kind of iffy and sometimes an album will release and you feel like you've heard it already. Uh, so I liked that while there were, I think there were five singles in the rollout process of like, I think it was like nine months or something like that. Um, I, listening to the album for the first time, I had so many like surprises and Lifelike was definitely one of them. So going into the next track, uh, we have Look at the Sky. It's a very, um, not textbook pop number. Um, it's very, it's pop, but kind of like a heavy uh, case of the EDM, uh, kind of in the chorus, especially. And you're going to see that a lot on this album. I would say this is kind of like a pop EDM crossover kind of moment. Uh, Look at This Guy was actually my favorite of the singles leading up to this album's release. I really loved the lyrics. Um, they were really optimistic. They kind of, uh, the lyric that really stuck with me was the I'll be alive next year. Um, after 2020, especially, I don't know when the song was written, but especially after 2020, it felt so hard to be optimistic about the future. Um, not only just like that fear of like, will I even make it there? But also what is it going to be like in a year from now? And it's just kind of funny that even still when this album has released a year, pretty much uh, this like um, a little over a year after uh, the COVID crisis really started hitting us in the U.S., um, we still don't feel that uh, assurance that everything's going to be okay a year from now. So the, the sentiment of the song still reigns true, which I found really fascinating. Uh, going into the next song, we have Get Your Wish. This was the first single. Um, this one, I feel like, is definitely the most similar to his previous work, which was a really good transition to the new era. I really like the piano melody that goes throughout it. 
it really kind of keeps that strong pace and then it's like such a tension and a release song uh the verses that piano melody is very like repetitive very fast and when you finally get to that chorus uh when they ask the question how did it feel when you walked on water did you get your wish it feels just like a huge release and it feels epic and intense and it's great uh it's definitely gonna be a really good like running or exercising song or just you know something that I will listen to when I want to get hyped up uh it feels almost like cinematic at times uh so yeah I really like that song a lot um then the next song on the album is called wind tempos this is the longest song on the album it comes at I think it's like about six minutes it has a very very slow kind of transition it's one of the songs that I don't really seek it out on its own, but when I'm listening to the album as a whole, it really kind of brings it all together for me. It has kind of a very quiet, very melodic synth that kind of goes um, in this very easy to understand kind of tempo, <laughs> for lack of a better word, uh, for about like three minutes or so. And it's kind of slowly transitions into this really beautiful and intimate piano Uh almost like acoustic I want to say where it's just kind of this beautiful little piano melody it feels very nostalgic uh the theme of nostalgia is really prominent on this album as well I think like two songs in particular even just mention the the phrase of or like the idea of nostalgia um but I feel like that piano melody it's like even though I had heard the song for the first time it felt like I had heard that piano melody before or something like it and it really tugged at my heartstrings and then as the song closes out, you get this kind of uh, machine-like, auto-tuned, glitchy speaking. And you're going to see that a lot more on the songs to come. Um, uh, I guess I can mention this, that throughout the songs, uh, Porter often kind of pitches the voice higher to sound kind of almost like robotic or alien. And what I thought was really interesting about this album is every once in a while on songs for kind of a dramatic effect, he'll kind of drop the pitched voice in favor of his real one. And I feel like it's a really good technique. It almost like gives me like chills every time it happens, even though I know when it's about to happen. It kind of feels like you, you he drops us the facade for a moment and really like gets to be intimate with you, the listener. Uh, but anyways, the song kind of ends with that kind of glitchy pitched up vocals as it leads into what I believe is my favorite song on the album which is so funny because it was my least favorite single released I remember when it released I was very like eh. I was like I mean this is very typical I felt like it was the most definitely like the least kind of interesting to me at first and it felt like a lot I was like even for me who listens to this kind of music I was like this is a lot of like vocals and noises and things happening and if you listen to the song for the first time it literally just feels like an audio assault <laughs> a bit um, but after like a few listens it was the grower that really just grew on me and one of the things I thought was really fascinating about it was the sample that's used as kind of the instrumental of the song was pulled from a demo that was originally going to be a collaboration between Porter and another band that I'm really into, which is Cara Cara Bonito. The, the sample that's used as instrumental is just literally spliced up versions of the singer of that band, Sarah Bonito, uh, her voice. And it's just so cool how someone's brain can work like that 
taking like a vocal and just turning it into like an instrumental it's so cool um and so it's kind of like in a way it's a little bit of a collaboration between two artists that i really enjoy so that was something really cool to learn about it uh the song musician talks about porter's kind of life as someone who makes music what that means and how they find passion from it um and about like the people in their life kind of being worried like when are you going to get a real job what are you, you going to do uh but it's all about the passion that they find from creating that really keeps them going and makes them want to pursue it and I feel like that's a really beautiful message and while I don't make music myself I can definitely think of aspects of my life or passions or hobbies or just things about me that I can I can relate to with having people be like well I don't know about that but it's about that passion that you find from within yourself to continue pursuing whatever that means to you so yeah that that the, the song actually really just grew on me and it's my favorite song on the album I think um so then the next song kind of is just kind of a little pa- a palate cleanser a bit called Do Re Mi Fa Sol La Ti Do. It's very simple. Um, it has a very like cute instrumental kind of upbeat, a really good transition from that very powerful, uh, intense song. Uh, still at an upbeat pace, but, you know, kind of just winding you back down a little bit and bringing you back to reality. So then the next song is Mother. This is one of the songs that the lyrics really make it for me and what the song is about make it for me versus the song itself because I'm a person that I can kind of listen to music and not really care about the vocals or not really care about the what the person's saying or like I can listen to music in another language and I don't really it doesn't really bother me it's about what it sounds like um but this is one that I feel like the lyrics are the best part to me um kind of details their relationship with their mother it's a positive one um, just kind of like thanking their mother for all the things that they've done from them and kind of like from the mother's perspective. Um, it's a really, really sweet song. Um, and I don't really have much else to say with it besides that. It's just very sweet um, and kind of fits that whole narrative of the nurture versus nature, um, appreciating life, appreciating the memories, relationships that you have. It's a, very, it's a song dedicated to his mother. Um I think going into that, uh, I think this is the most polarizing song on the album, which is Dual Scythe. Uh, if you weren't a fan of the songs that have a very glitchy aesthetic happening, you're definitely not going to like this one. Uh, it's pretty much all glitched for like three to four minutes. You're just kind of listening to chopped up audio pretty much. Uh, it was weird because I could understand why people don't like this song, but for some reason I, I do like it. I think it's very unique. I can't really think of a whole lot of songs like it. It's another instrumental track. I like how there's kind of instrumental tracks or very tra- or like songs that are not too heavy on the vocals, kind of like spliced in between. Like you don't go more than I would say like three songs for the most part that are extremely 100% vocal heavy the whole time. I feel like it gives you time to really soak it in, especially because these instrumentals are so dense and so intense. I feel like it kind of gives you time to relax a little bit. Uh so it's weird how I'm finding solace in a song that's literally glitchy, but I do. So then we have Sweet Time. I feel like this is the song that I really just don't connect with the most, which is funny because I guess uh, for most people that's a dual scythe, but for me it's Sweet Time. If you ask me what this song sounded like, I could not tell you. And I've listened to this album, I think at this point, I want to say like 10, 10, 11 times. 
and I could not tell you what this song sounds like. <laughs> and um, looking at the lyrics now too, it's extremely dense, but I just don't know. I j- it just doesn't resonate with me. Um, I'm hoping that it will eventually. Some albums I have my favorite songs evolve over time, and I'm sure this is definitely going to be one of those albums where I don't think like a few years from now I'll be saying Musician is my favorite. But yeah, this is the song that just resonates with me the least, unfortunately. I just feel like it's not really catchy. Um, but I still enjoy it. It definitely like belongs on the album. It fits there. It just doesn't like have that punch to make it interesting. Mirror, which is another favorite track. I would say my top three on this album would be Musician, Mirror, and Blossom. Uh, Mirror is just this really, this song feels like a journey. It starts off kind of like simple. Um, the lyrics are really like personal and kind of again uh, relates to kind of the themes of musicians so maybe that's just like a theme or a concept that really just resonates with me at the moment Um, kind of about living up to expectations from other people and almost kind of the way that uh, people often like people that will often want to tell you the most about yourself or people that want to you know quote unquote like give you good advice because they just care about you it's because they see themselves in you and kind of project their own insecurities and things onto you and it's kind of about like letting that kind of stuff go but it's kind of hard you do take that in especially when it comes from somebody who is like a trusted friend or a family member you really want to break away from that but it's hard not to internalize these kind of messages from people you care about um but yeah, the song really evolves as you listen to it. There's kind of these interjection moments of like pre-recorded voices. One of them says, they come to feel like the things we're saying to ourselves. And then later on, it says, now these voices have become our own. Again, like kind of like internalizing that. Um, and then as the song goes on, it really just like breaks up the instrumental. Like I feel like each time you get to the chorus, it sounds different. There's something going on either like things are kind of stripped away or there's like an extra beat added to it so you just want to like dance more especially towards the end I feel like that's my favorite part of the song you can tell when it like it just feels more playful at times and then it finishes with the amazing kind of like pre-recorded voice like it kind of evolves over time where it starts off where it's like oh well you know these things I might be internalizing them and then these things will become my own and then the song finishes actually like on an optimistic note which is nice which is that it says sometimes the inner voice is encouraging calling you to run those few extra yards you're nearly there keep going keep going keep going it will all be okay in the end if i had to pick one song that encapsulates the message of this album i feel like i would pick this one it's it's the most dense to me not just because of the lyrics but because of the way the song progresses the moments where you hear the vocals uh isolated vocals of like a a person speaking this song is just like if i had to pick one song um of this album to like really be like this is what this album is about i would pick this one um funny enough he said this song was the biggest grower on the album which i think is so funny because it's totally not i feel like this is one of the easiest songs to kind of get into where um if you're really taking it in if you're really listening to it for the first time it's kind of a journey like it really is it feels so intimate it feels like a story unfolding between you and if you're listening to it with the lyrics present because with the pitched voice it can be kind of hard to understand it sometimes 
you're listening to it with lyrics with you, it's hard not to relate to it. I'm sure everyone has had an experience like this. And so it's just really cool to see it like captured musically in this way. So yeah, I love this song. So then moving along to the next one, which is uh, something comforting. I really love this song. It's just very like, it's just an easy to listen to song. It's kind of that again, it kind of reminds me of look at the sky a little bit where it's kind of a pop moment with the EDM chorus, very whimsical, very um, techno at the same time, futuristic, which is kind of what we're expecting. Um, it just feels like flawless execution of the concept of this album. It's amazing how the singles really encapture like the main ideas, like lyric wise and um, like musically that the album wants to convey. It's all about just like wanting to hear something comforting after, you know, such a turbulent time, which I can definitely relate to where it's like, ugh, it just feels like, can you never not get horrible news these days? So it's kind of nice to hear other people share the same sentiment. Then next is another one of my favorite songs on the album here, which is Blossom. I love this song Tubbits. I did not expect to like this song a whole lot. I'm usually not a slower song person that much anymore. I used to like kind of slower indie songs when I was in high school and middle school and stuff, but most of the time they kind of bore me. There's very few musicians that can make slower songs that really interest me, but Blossom just really touched me. Um, this song was dedicated to Porter's girlfriend, uh, Rika, and it's just a lovely song. The melody of it is very... It just, again, it kind of reminds me of that piano melody and wind tempos where it's just very nostalgic. You feel like you've heard it before, but you can't quite pin where. A very nostalgic sound, and the lyrics are just very sweet. My favorite part of the song is where, again, that there's that pitched up voice throughout it, but it breaks away for a moment when Porter sing, sings the lyrics. It's just that I love you. Um, showing, that again, that like mask off, like, I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to have this intimate moment with you. Um, it's just really beautiful. I love this song. So then uh, coming into kind of the finale of this album is the song Trying to Feel Alive. It kind of starts off with a kind of slow, instrumental, quiet moment for about half the song. Again, like I said before, like this album really kind of leaves you with different palate cleansers. It really gives you moments to breathe, which I feel is nice. And again, I keep saying this, but it really doesn't capsulize the theme of just enjoying things and appreciating them how they are and I feel like taking the time to have moments of the album where you can just kind of think to yourself and you don't have to be you know and having so much be happening to you uh, audibly where you can kind of zone out a little bit think about what you just heard and then kind of jump right back in kind of starts with these lyrics that really kind of kind of like talk about how someone might feel after kind of going on a journey or accomplishing something that they really like didn't think they were able to do. I'm really resonating with that message now being a soon to be college graduate in a few days. Uh, lyrics like, well, do you feel better now? You're just trying to feel alive. You just climbed a mountain. Are you satisfied? I feel like this album uh, for its really positive message has this very bittersweet ending, which I feel is really relatable to real life where we don't really get these storybook endings where sometimes these things that we're really passionate about they come to a close and then things just kind of keep going 
and the world just kind of doesn't stop turning. You don't get this really big, amazing climax. And that's something about life that you realize more when you grow up. When you're younger, everything feels like this big accomplishment. But as you get older, when you accomplish things more and more, it just kind of becomes a day for you. <laughs> um, even just like relating it back to my life, my I'd have my 22nd birthday this year, um, earlier this month, or earlier last month, be the same month the album came out. And uh, this was my second pandemic birthday. And I didn't, I think this was my first birthday where I didn't even get myself a birthday cake. I was just busy with classes. I couldn't go anywhere because of the pandemic. None of my friends were vaccinated but me. And so I just was like, well, I have stuff to do and I have no one to be with. Um, at least last year, I tried to get myself a cake to kind of have some form of normalcy. Uh, but this year, I was just like, I mean, what's even the point? <laughs> And I guess I was kind of giving into that nihilism a bit, which is antithetical to this album. So maybe that's why I really needed it, where I was really starting to fall into that, like, well, nothing really matters that much. Um, yeah, but this this finale song it is bittersweet. I think that is just the best word I could describe it as is it kind of you're looking back at your accomplishments and you're like, I did it. But what's next? And I feel like the song really just encapsulates that in this ending where it almost feels like it's about to transition to, to another song or it just feels cut short and it just leaves you like wanting more like you're like oh that's it huh I'm hoping like maybe it might imply that another album will be coming sooner and not a seven-year gap uh but yeah who's to say who is to say there's also a Japanese exclusive track featuring the band Wednesday Campanella, which is a J-pop band, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, they make really interesting music. A lot of their songs are based on like folklore stories or like historical figures. Almost all the songs are named after someone or some event. Um, so yeah, like my favorite, one of my favorite songs by them is called like Aladdin. Um, they're just a really unique band. I think they're really interesting, make really cool music. So seeing them collab was so cool to me. So I'm really bummed out that I can't listen to that song in the States aside from YouTube. <laughs> I was hoping maybe it might be on the vinyl that I own uh, and the digital release that I got, but nope, <laughs> nowhere to be found. So uh, unfortunately, we will stick to streaming it on YouTube. But yeah, that was Nurture by Porter Robinson. I enjoy this album to bits i think this is one of my favorite albums that has come out in recent years um this really is a contender to be one of my albums of the year for 2020 really recommend anybody give it a chance i don't think this is the type of album that's really gonna resonate with everybody but if you're interested in you know trying something new this album really just throws a lot of new things at you it has a lot of um kind of genre stuff that like kind of up and coming genres i feel like right now which is very like that hyper pop almost like a weird like future nostalgia with like the 2000s edm but like not quite uh it's just a really unique musical take and a really cool time capsule for this weird period that we've been in so i can't recommend this album enough so yeah <laughs> thanks for listening to me talk about this i will have one other podcast uh, where I talk about a charity organization of my choosing. But for now, I was Alex Watson. You got to listen to my kind of freeform podcast where I discuss 
an album that I'm really passionate about right now. So I hope this was an enjoying listen. And maybe if you haven't listened to the album, it inspires you to give it a chance. Uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it.